Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Welcome, welcome. This is Brad Zockel. I am so glad that you're back here and that we can talk once again about heaven and the many different subjects about heaven. You know, we've really gone around different areas of discussion about heaven. We've talked about the joy of the Lord. We've gone to Isaiah 65, and we've talked about how God himself calls the new creation a delight for his people. That's what God describes, the new earth and the eternal residence of the believers. We know that we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that we are going to be at home with the Lord, a wonderful phrase, not just a vapid real estate, not just a collective or a warehouse where we're just going to reside in some sort of a boring peace, but we're going to be active. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 25, this is a joy. It's a new earth, new heavens, a wonderful place where there will be celebrations, such as we read in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9. But I want to say something, and this will be the the thrust of our program today. We have people that will freely talk about the enjoyment of heaven, the love of God, the victory of Jesus Christ, and getting to see him and see him as he is, as it says in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, and understanding that we shall be like him, the very same verse says. And in celebrating together and feasting, as it says in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11, But we hit one word that really bothers people. As a matter of fact, it can even scare some people. And that's the word eternity. Or we might even say, when people talk about forever in heaven. And then something starts to climb inside of in a bit of fear. And we're saying, you mean that there's a tomorrow after the tomorrow after the tomorrow Or, since there is no night there, it'll be an eternal day, and we can't tell the time. Are we in the eternal present tense? I mean, what's going on here? I mean, this scares me, because even if I was to say I would live on earth for 2,000 years, that stretch of time, or if I was to be, you know, looking at time and never knowing when there would be some sort of a break in the action, is this the way it's supposed to be? So this is a question that has come up as I have been on different social media. And some people just say, you know, this kind of tears at my gut. It's just scary. All right, let's take a look at this. Because some people say, you know, well, we've always been told the Bible says one time shall be no more. No, that's in a reference to something that does not have to do with what we're talking about in heaven. That's talking about when the waiting period ends. Somebody says, well, we've heard a verse uh, in a song that says, when time shall be no more in heaven. Well, that's a song, but that is not biblical. Let me give you an idea. Is there a passage uh, that tells us that time is actually being spent in heaven? Well, of course. In Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1, an event happens of total silence. It is shocking to John, and he wants to relay as much as he can in detail. And he says the silence was for a half an hour. You go to Revelation chapter 22 and verse 1, and it tells us that there is a tree. And as you continue reading, this tree by the rivers of water, and it bears fruit. 
And then the term is the month, that this fruit will be born at different months. If you drop back to Revelation chapter 6, then you're going to find out that the martyrs have come off of the earth and have entered into heaven, and they're quite bothered. And as a matter of fact, that gives you one of the proof texts that we will not all be automatically happy in heaven. They are bothered. They want to know why things on earth are still going the way that they are. Why is there still martyrdom? How much longer, Lord, will this go on? And the Lord says, be patient for a little while longer. He gives the idea of hanging on through time until it is the proper place that for him to have vengeance. Okay, so we see a number of different passages within the scriptures in which there would have to be this use of time. And so it's, it's a funny thing because we say, well, then it, is it just going to stretch out? You know, I thought time collapses and it's a whole new creation. You know, after all, the Bible says in Revelation 21 and verse 5, I make all things new. Well, now let's take a look at this. We're talking about something, and I want you to go back with me because we can grasp something very powerful here. A lot of people don't realize this, and I want to share this with you and think about it. It's not rocket science, but it's just ignored a lot. The perfect existence was intended in the opening chapters of Genesis. As things were made, God said they're good, they're good, they're very good. Man and woman were created, and they were made in the state of peace and harmony with God and in obedience to him and in fellowship with him. God was on earth, and he was walking with them, and they were enjoying one another's presence, and then sin happened. Sin was introduced, sin was taken up by mankind, and then the curse, as it says, as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. The effect of sin was universal. That's why the opportunity for salvation is also universal. But the curse hit everything. Now, I'm going to take this from the scripture and then start taking your imagination and understanding what that means. So what happened was, animals develop this sin curse. They, of course, would die. They would develop disease. They had a fear of man. They become, became angry and attacking of one another. We see that various plant life would bristle up and share thorns and uh, bristles and things that would keep anyone from approaching them. And many of them would not grow freely. The crops were not growing. That was under the curse. Man himself is under the curse. He's not going to live forever. He's going to be fatigued. He's going to work on, as the Bible says, the sweat of his brow. Everything came under the curse. Everything, my friends, everything under creation, outside of the uncreated one, God himself, everything went under the curse. Now, I want you to understand this. That includes time. See, there are things that we don't think that went under the curse, but if you think about it, music went under the curse, and I believe when we get into heaven, the octave range in our ears, as we will have a resurrected body, as it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to be able to understand such a higher and lower range of music. I think artistry, I think even the palette, even the ability to grasp colors, the spectrum will be much wider to us because we're limited in our range. There's so many limitations we see. Well, the same things with time. 
Time was under a curse. Well, think about it. I think Tony Bennett even sang a song that said, Time is a thief. And we don't look at time as a happy uh, companion to us. We want to rush time so we can get somewhere. We want time to slow down when we enjoy, and it's never obedient to us. And then when we're suffering, time seems to drag on longer and longer. It will never get here before we have an expected event. And those are just some, you know, very elementary uh, descriptions of time. But time has not been on our side. And so we look at something fascinating in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5. And from the Lord himself, he says, Behold, I'm making all things new. Now we know in Ephesians chapter 1 that Jesus had said all things will be brought together. All things will be brought together under him. So we get a collective, a unity of the harmony of what the perfect heaven's going to be like. And we may have forgotten that this also means time. Revelation 21.5, I make all things new. Well, we know that time is no longer leading us to death because Revelation 21 and verse 4 says nobody dies. It will not be a contributor to a long illness and drag on and torment us because there's no more injury or there's no more illness, Revelation 21 verse 4. But there's some great mystery as to how rather than time being terrifying or the concept of eternity is terrifying to the human mind, it'll be made beautiful. We just know that all things are being made new. And the Greek word for the word new in that passage is kainos. And kainos means never been imagined before, totally new of its nature. It's never been used before. So time is going to be presented to us in a whole new dimension, a whole new way, let me say it that way. And how will that be? Well, the best thing I can tell you is to follow what 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 9 and 10 say. It says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things prepared for those who love God. God is going to reciprocate that love with a 1 Corinthians 13 eternal love, a, a selfless love, an agape love, and he's giving it. So if he's giving us everything, you know, the Bible even says the true father, if his son is, is asking for bread, he won't give him a stone. Uh, he will feed him. He will give him the best things for his joy. And as I said, Isaiah 65 says, I'm making this place a delight. So would time be terrifying? And of course, we've all tried to grasp it in our finite minds, but it's like me trying to describe fully the reason why Jesus had enough love to die on the cross at the hand of sinful man and be uh, the payment for our sins. I have problems even describing John 3.16 in the full extent of why God would love such a low life like me. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, God shows his love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Can we grasp that? And so then we're saying, well, if God's going to make time be an enjoyment, be something of greatness, be something of, uh, of perfection, time is perfected, what will that be like? Oh, I can't tell you that. I just know this, to give you peace that we can't even explain, like it says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. I think it's important for us to realize that time will not be a terror as it is now. And as I sat, uh, stood around the, uh, our family stood around the bed 
of my father-in-law on December 23rd of 2021, and we saw time just slipping away from him, his life slipping away, and in those minutes that he was unable to breathe and pneumonia had taken over combined with COVID, and we saw him slip into eternity. We saw Robert, a wonderful believer in Christ, slip into a new dimension where time is perfected. It's not like it is here on earth where it's tainted by sin and it has been abused and it continues to abuse, but it's going to be different. What will that be like when time is a joy, when you are able to look at that creation, that dimension of existence, and be totally in love with it, and it would be not egging you onto anxiety, it would not be uh, causing you stress or grief, but it would be increasing your joy when time would be increasing. The only thing I could tell you is think of the grandest holiday you've ever been in. Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's gathering, uh, a barbecue, a family reunion. And remember how precious those times were, those, those moments. And you, and you knew time was being very kind at that uh, event. Well, I want you to think about this. We can easily say that the joy in heaven, you, you, as it says in John 10.10, 10, I'm giving you life and giving it more abundantly. And that word is parasos, and it means overflowing. Well, how can you have overflowing life? You only have one life limited here. No, the Bible says in Jesus himself, he says, this is going to be something that's beyond your capacity, and so will time. So let me leave you with this just to consider for your thoughts and for your contemplation. Time will not be a terror. The the fear of death, was taken away from us. When Christ went to the cross, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 says, not only death was taken away, but the terror of death. And we do know, when Jesus says it is finished, when he was on the cross, we also see in the concluding chapters, he says, it is finished. In all the things that needed to be concluded, wrapped up, packaged, and presented, so that we all may celebrate together in one of them is time. Contemplate on that. I wish I could give you a more definitive answer, but I'll only go as far as the scripture allows me. But in knowing this, we have a God in which we cannot even begin to fathom these riches. I think it's in Romans chapter 11, it says this, how his ways, his judgments are past searching and his ways are unfathomable. And I think in that we can rejoice in saying, God, as you're presenting this to us, you're making it good, you're making it wonderful, and we rejoice in that. So, Let's think about that, and I see I've run out of time. I want to thank you once again for being here, and in the times that we have together, I want you to know, on occasion, I have a pop-up Bible study. We have a location in Oak Ridge, Tennessee right now, and also over in Greer, where we'll be having those and letting you know. Right now, the ones coming up, we have a pop-up Bible study in Oak Ridge, Tennessee at Bud's Farmhouse Coffee. You're more than welcome there. There is no cost, obviously, when you come on in. If you want to purchase something, that's up to you, but you can come and enjoy that. We've rented the place out. It's in Oak Ridge, Tennessee on March 22nd, Tuesday, March 22nd. And then another one will be in Greer, G-R-E-E-R, Greer, South Carolina, and that's on April 12th, Tuesday, April 12th on Trade Street in Greer. And you make sure that you come. Both of them start at 6.30 in the evening and go till 8. And we go over these questions, and we have a wonderful Q&A time. And that's a real powerful time. 
Thank you so much for joining me. This is Brad Zocco here with Zulon International Bible Institute. We're talking about heaven. Thank you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.